the future of ministry using technology is to not be fearful and not think that we have to operate like a church. Look at what some of the businesses are doing. Look at what some of the entertainment companies are doing. And use some of those approaches to reach people, but don't sacrifice the integrity of your content in presenting Christ. This is podcast called Learning Ministry, and I am Tony Mackella. Today, I'll have a guest, Orlando Evans. It's great to have you. Tony, it's an honor to be here. You are working as a online pastor. That's in, correct. In Impact Church, at Impact Church. And you are graduating soon from Cantor School of Theology, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, first... Why you are involved in ministry in first place? That's a great question. I'm involved in ministry because God called me to preach the gospel. Uh, but long before God called me to preach the gospel, I had always been active in church. Uh, I was the one um, who always looked for opportunities to volunteer or serve because I knew the importance of um, people experiencing God's love in their life. So all throughout my young adulthood, um, I was involved, whether it was with the public relations committee, the men's department, the finance team that counts the money, as well as uh, the singles ministry as well. I've always had some form of involvement in ministry during my 25 years in corporate America. I finally reached a season where God called me to step away from the business world and to pursue full-time ministry, and I was granted a wonderful opportunity to serve at Impact Church. During the uh, first moments as I was there, I started as an intern in our operations area. And after joining Impact, joining the Methodist Church, I was presented with an opportunity while being a first-year student at Candler to co-lead our uh, first church plant, which I did for a year and a half. Um, we have since transitioned away from that church plant after it operated within three years. But Um, after successfully launching it for the first year and a half, I was offered an opportunity to help develop the online campus for Impact. At Impact, we see thousands of people on a monthly basis. We average about 2,000 people per week, but it's not always the same 2,000 people. I believe that the unique population is about 4,000 in person. But what we also discover is that there are thousands of people tuning in online. Uh, by online, I mean, if you go to our church website, impactdcd.org, you can select watch live and you can see the streamed worship um, using our mobile app, using our website. But then um, for about a year or so, we've been streaming worship on Facebook as well. So um, what typically happens with our online website channel People that go there are intentional about going to church. They realize that they're not going to be there physically, whether it's because they're traveling, they're sick or shut in, maybe they live in other cities, or maybe they're just not regular church attendants. They've purposed in their heart to attend via the website. On Facebook, when we first launched it, it was different. It was when uh, the Facebook Live first got popular, we would stream our signal. And what we encountered was people experiencing God in a way that they didn't expect to on a Sunday morning. They may have been streaming through their social media and noticed that Impact Church was live and decided to tune in at a moment that we were in worship via song, worship via giving or worship during the preach moment. So um, we decided to engage with the viewers, not only on our website channel, but also on our Facebook. 
may I explain what I mean by engagement? Definitely. Yes. Okay. So by engaging, engaging tone, we, we don't want people to feel like they're watching TV when they're mm-hmm. experiencing online worship. So what we do, we greet people, we welcome people, we let them know that we're happy that they're there. We acknowledge them by name when they, when they introduce themselves. Um, then what we do is um, during the worship moment, we'll, um, we'll prompt them to reflect on the goodness of God. What I mean by that. We'll sing songs. For example, one of the songs may um, sound something like, and I'm not going to sing for you. But, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that. <laughs> but one of the songs may be, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. And so as that, uh, as the singers are, are, are leading worship, one of the things the host, the online host would do is perhaps present a question that sounds something like this. How have you experienced the goodness of God in your life? That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. And so what will then happen is that not everyone will respond, but some people will. They'll say, well, God bless me. I was, wasn't was feeling well earlier this week, but now I, I feel better. Or God bless me with wonderful kids. Um, God bless me with a, a great job. God bless me with an opportunity to advance my education, et cetera. And so um, what it does, it allows people to reflect on the worship song that's uh, being sang, and then it gives them an opportunity to share in community with other believers what God has done for them. Uh, we also provide more information during the announcements. Uh, the wonderful thing about our website station, we also provide an opportunity to privately pray with people. So if we're at the point of live worship where we're praying for the congregation, um, as an online host, we would say private prayer is available in our private chat room. If you like to experience that, please select the chat option and we'll we'll gladly pray with you. And you would be surprised um, the number of people that we are able to minister to in that capacity. And after we pray with them, we follow up by asking them for their phone number, their first and last name, and their email. Um, we then pass that on to members of our care team who will do an additional, fo- additional follow-up with them during the week to maintain that sense of connection. Um, also during the preach moment, we try to be sensitive to not distract people, but what we try to do is to reinforce sermon points that are really resonating with our um, with our local in person community. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you something about the Black Church, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Yeah. The, the Black Church is very participatory, so yes, that's uh, a lot of times when a preacher says something that resonates, you're going to get an amen. There's you're going to get, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We may get somebody leaning over to, to the neighbor saying that they understand what, what's being yeah, said. Yeah. And so we, we want to extend the same uh, level of engagement uh, uh, for yeah. people to share um, good things that are going on in their life that, that are related to key points in the sermon. Of course, we don't inundate them with dialogue during the sermon point because we want them to focus. But again, we're a companion in ministry um, that's helping them to reflect on the goodness of God. In their lives, so yeah. that's that's one of the major things that we do um, in terms of online hosting. Uh, we also do a few more things. Yeah, apparently, are you like reflecting or mirroring the service in, in on, online? It's live. Yes, it's mm-hmm. a live broadcast. So yeah. what what we have? We have uh, three cameras within the church. And um, in our church, we actually, you not only see the live preacher, but you also see the images 
on multiple screens that we have posted mm-hmm. up on a church. So what you're seeing in person on a screen is the same thing that you see on a computer or tablet or a mobile device that you're viewing. It's a live preach moment that's that's actually taking place as you're viewing it. It's, it's just like a live broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, exactly what I meant was the you're almost like creating a small online community That's exactly during right. the service. That's exactly right. We're creating a community uh, during the worship experience, during the service. And what we find is that we have some regulars and uh, they're excited when they see one another join. And awesome. um, again, we, we encourage one another. And then even beyond that, uh, we look to engage with people throughout the week. So we've introduced some other um, products within our online ministry offerings. Mm. One of them is what we call our mobile reflections. And what that is, uh, we'll take a sermon clip, maybe a 30-second sermon clip of something that the pastor said that really resonated with the audience or is related to the title of, of the sermon. We'll then present a question to attendees as they're leaving worship, and we'll ask them to reflect on that question. We gather various response, and then we put together a one-minute highlight reel that includes the graphic that has the sermon title. It includes a snippet of the sermon message. It includes the reflections from the people that just left worship. And then we post the one minute clip on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we invite the online community to further share their reflections or thoughts based upon the question that we had that week. So that's another creative way to engage, to dialogue, to create community, to collectively experience the presence of God together. Yeah, it's that sounds awesome. I'll have to go online sometime yes, when sir, you have, you'll when have when to go on. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you mentioned earlier in some point that one of Impact's vision, the part of Impact's vision is like doing church differently. Yes. yes. What what that includes? What that actually means? That's a great question. Um, by doing church differently, we uh, want to be able to offer an experience that if you've never been in church before, you feel comfortable attending. But even if you have been in church before, you are sensitive to the presence of God and you're able to freely worship um, in the way that you that you so choose. One of those things is we don't have a dress code. Uh, mm-hmm. Our lead pastor, you'll see him sometimes, he'll have on a suit. Uh, this mm-hmm. past Sunday, he had on shorts and a shirt. <laughs> what you will really never see him in is a is a robe, and yeah. it's nothing wrong if you if you wear a robe, but you would be surprised just having a relaxed uh, dress code with "Come as you are." People are able to feel free um, coming to church without having the added pressure of "Well, I have to wear a certain thing, I have to dress a certain way, um, I have to look a certain way, I have to talk to church talk or church lingo." Um, another thing that we do, we have um, uh, a lot of uh, arts and technology that we incorporate into the worship. So we have huge um, LED screens where we're able to incorporate videos. Uh, we're able to incorporate uh, images of, of photos, clips from recent events, things going on in the community to creatively stimulate you while you're receiving um, the spoken uh, word or the the preach word or the songs that are being ministered to. We also do a lot of things in the community in terms of partnering with local schools, uh, local government departments, um, uh, 
partnering with agencies, um, entertainment groups, um, things to creatively uh, deliver love to people in a way that they hadn't experienced. So by by doing church differently, it's really a mindset that says we're going to be inclusive um, and not exclusive. We're going to be creative and kind um, and not necessarily operate in a way that may be seen as rigid or uninviting. Um, it's really seeing everyone um, as people of sacred worth and for them to feel that radical hospitality and love from the moment that they walk out of the parking lot into the building uh, to the moment that they exit again, uh, perhaps after having a snack at our cafe. So <laughs> we, we just want people to, to feel good. Uh, we want them to experience the love of God. We want them to experience joy and to feel like they are never alone because we're we're uh, there to accompany them as they walk uh, with God throughout the week. That sounds really awesome. And apparently your approach to doing church has been successful. You've been really growing recently and re last years. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been blessed. Um, we average close to 2,000 people a week, as, as mm -hmm. we mentioned before, as well as uh, close to 1,200 watching online. And again, it's Whoa. it's a different group of people because yeah. uh, the day and times that we live in, not everyone goes to church every every day. Again, we just uh, want to share God's love in creative ways and um, help people to feel like they have a home. Mm -hmm. And we, awesome. we also offer a, a creative, uh, and, and this is something that's very different. We offer small groups. So uh, every mm -hmm. a lot of churches have small groups, but in addition to uh, our traditional Bible study groups, we also offer Uh, what we call social groups, meaning uh, social like fun, but it's spelled yeah, S-O-U-L-C-I-A-L. Yeah. Ah. And so uh, the social group may be uh, a fitness or exercise group. Mm, yeah. uh, it may be a photography group I lead, uh, which I'm getting ready to start within the next week or so. It may be a cooking group. It may be a walking group. And so what what we're able to do with these creative small groups is engage people who have certain hobbies and interests. Mm -hmm. We do a fun activity, but um, as we gather, we're able to have a, a brief uh, theological discussion. By theological, meaning helping people, again, um, to read a scripture, to pray if they have any uh, prayer requests, if they have any special needs, for us to come collectively together, for us to share a brief um, homily or passage or celebration that's going on in life. And again, just have a moment where we can experience God uh, in a spiritual way before moving on to do something that's more fun and creative and having that peace integrated um, in the interaction. That's awesome. So it's like centered on people's interests. That's right. The social groups. That's yeah. right. Uh, how about the online ministry? Yes, sir. When you've been doing that, what, what do you view as the biggest success what has been the best way to engage the technology in ministry in, on, from your point of view I, I think um i think it's a lot of opportunities to engage the technology mm -hmm. and one of these successes comes from at the end of worship as we're signing off and thanking people uh for joining us for people to write back to say this really blessed me this really touched me Thank you for not only streaming, but thank you for being part of the worship experience and including us. Um, also with the technology, we have an opportunity to conduct small groups. So I've led mm -hmm. uh, multiple small groups using uh, Adobe Connect, which is oh. uh, just one of the tools that you can use to facilitate interaction. So we're able to actually 
log on to the computer or cell phone uh, to be able to share documents and images to see the faces of the participants and have like a roundtable discussion, even though you may be in your office downtown, someone else may be on mm-hmm. campus at school, someone else may be at um, at, at work uh, on their lunch break or, or with the kids at home. Uh, but we have a chance to mutually come together for a quick hour without any driving time or commuting time and um, connect as people who are interested in strengthening their faith. So that's, that's the greatest thing about technology, uh, eliminating the distance uh, between people uh, and allowing them to come close in a spiritual interaction. Awesome. Well, how about has there been fails, any failures or setbacks uh, regarding technology? I won't say there's been failures. Um, I think one thing that we can t- to consider is if you have uh, offerings that are uh, technology based mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that you have reliable equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most critical things that you need is sufficient bandwidth or internet speed. Yeah. Uh, even now, um, you don't have to have a lot of fancy equipment. You see some people who have Facebook Live and they'll stream uh, using their phones or tablets. Yeah. That's fine if you do that. But if you do that, please get a tripod. Please, <laughs> <laughs> please, yeah. please have yeah. adequate lighting and uh, yeah, something yeah. to stabilize the video mm-hmm. and, and microphone so people can hear. Uh, and we, we've we had a couple of hiccups on, now that you mentioned it, on some of our live broadcasts where um, you know we had microphones and we grab a battery, but... Uh, the battery dies, uh, so things like that nature. So I, I think as you're creating new things, mm-hmm. you get excited. Um, but as you experience hiccups, it's really a learning opportunity. So now yeah. we know uh, don't get a battery from anyone else, even if it <laughs> looks like it's wrapped up and new and has a cap on it like it's never been used. Some people yeah. actually... We'll take dead batteries and put caps on it, the little nine oh, volts. And Siri. The, right. And, and it looks new, but it's really old. And you don't realize it until the microphone light goes out and you're like, okay, what just happened? <laughs> but uh, we're human and oh, yeah. the grace of God covers our shortcomings. And even in moments where it seems like we're fa- that we're failing, God is still able to use those moments and minister to people yeah. uh, through the grace of God and love of God. Grace abounds. Yes, sir. Grace abounds. Okay. So... What would you say, what could be the next step in utilizing technology in ministry? Do you have any ideas about that? That's that's a great question. I think um, we need to change the way we think about engagement. Mm-hmm. For the mere fact that we have streaming capabilities, even if you hold up your cell phone, you, you, you're basically, a, you have the potential to be your own broadcast station. And so um, what we have to be able to be mindful of, it's broadcasting meaningful content and what I like to call digestible chunks. No one's going to sit there on your Facebook page or on your website and watch a half an hour worth of content. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's going to always sit there and listen to a whole sermon every day. But we have opportunity to take content, edit it into manageable chunks and share digestible content, uh, whether it's in 30 seconds, one minute format, and it doesn't always have to be in church. It can be in some of these creative locations. It can be in some of these creative groups. Um, I did a a video clip um, where I prayed um, from South Africa on a mountaintop Mm -hmm. at the point where the Atlantic and Indian Ocean crossed, uh, which was very beautiful scenically to see, but even more powerful when you recognize 
that the God who created this is the God who's listening to our prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. had a Super Bowl fan experience in Atlanta not too long ago when the Super Bowl was here. Uh, I filmed a small clip uh, to talk about um, the excitement of the Super Bowl and then to remind people no matter who they're rooting for on Sunday, they're already a winner because they're walking with Christ and right. again, offer an opportunity to pray for them. So I, I think the future of ministry using technology is to not be fearful and not uh, think that we have to operate like a church. Um, look at what some of the businesses are doing. Look at what some of the entertainment companies are doing um, and use some of those approaches to reach people, but don't sacrifice the integrity of your content in presenting Christ. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. We'll see how it how it goes. Yes, we're going to yes, see Tony. Great. We'll see. <laughs> uh, uh, what then? The last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing you would like like to say to aspiring ministers and pastors and churches about utilizing technology. One thing. What would be that? What that would be? Don't be afraid. Great. That's awesome. Orlando, it was great having you, and I think you had very interesting points of view. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I look forward to doing this again, Tony. Mm-hmm.